0: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, I'm Sean.
1: Hi, it's seven minutes... Seven minutes after nine, hey, it's almost Friday. What do you want from me? This is as good as it gets. And I think the phones are working now, all right? I think 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh let us know what you're thinking. Oh, they know it's his Coke. Oh, for crying out loud. They know it's his Coke, man. <laughs> There's no other explanation for why. Essentially they're trying to blame it on you and me and the little people, right? Well, we get so many tourists coming through here. <laughs> Somebody must have dropped their bag of blow, you know? We got so it's such a highly trafficked area. They know it's Hunter's Coke. They, they already know that. <laughs> they would be able to figure that out fairly quickly. They have these things called security cameras everywhere. I mean, this is the freaking White House. And, and listening to that, the, the black lesbian, I'm sorry, but I, I, I always try to make sure I, I address her with the two things that she finds most important about her, her historic little life. Because she's historic, the black lesbian press secretary. Listening to her yesterday, spinning this crap as well. A lot of people move through there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mind. I'm going. Well, you know, it's Hunter. You all know it's Hunter. They could find out in minutes. Who the hell was moving through that area uh, on Friday when uh, or you know, Sunday is when they found it allegedly. They know it's his coke, man. They know it's his call. Look, one of two things, I'm going to get Spockian on you here, okay? I'm going to invoke my uh, Mr. Spock part of my brain. One of two things has to be true in regards to what we now call cocaine gate, okay? Either it's Hunter's Blow, and this was his Camp David stash, that he uh, being a a crackhead, which they don't tend to be, I, I think everybody would agree, your average crackhead, doesn't tend to be the most logically thinking human being. They don't have much of a of an attention to detail, you know. Like dropping your blow at the kiosk in a working area in the West Wing. I bet it sucked for him though. Once he got to Camp David, because he he had no coke. He was cokeless for the weekend. But either it was Hunter's coke, okay, or somebody else brought it in there. I don't. I don't believe you're not. You're going to have a hard time convincing me it was a tourist. It was somebody on a tour. Okay, because one thing I could say about a cokehead is that if, if you do have cocaine on your person, you're you're probably not thinking today's the day I want to tour the White House. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to. It's like it's like bringing your your cocaine into the. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to go pay a visit to the uh, sheriff's office today, and uh, I think I'll bring my coke with me. You know, it's it doesn't make any sense. Some person, some some schmuck, you know, uh, from Des Moines, who is touring the great sites of D.C., is going to stumble into the White House with his bag of coke. So either either it was Hunter's coke, right, or somebody was bringing the coke to someone in the White House. Either uh, either reality is bad, yeah. E- either either explanation, either truth is is equally bad. And this is where the media being propagandist for for some bizarre reason, for these trashy weirdos from Delaware, uh, it, it's going to be. They're in a really dicey position because e- either thing that they go with, that they run with, either mythology or narrative that they go with, uh, it, it comes out looking really, really bad for this administration. There's, there's no way around it. You really can't get around a bag of coke. <laughs> You, you might, it's odd, but you might be able to slide by uh, extorting millions of freaking dollars from other governments and stashing them uh, in bank accounts through all these fake LLCs and these fake companies. You might get away with that. But you know what? You, you really are going to have a, have a really hard time explaining away a bag of Coke in the White House. Because d- d- there's no way that's good. Because if you're arguing that it's a well-trafficked area where a lot of tourists move through, then what you're telling me is that the security is so lame at the White House that any given crackhead can just stroll in there with some blow and just dump it somewhere. Or drop it accidentally or whatever. Okay? If it's somebody who isn't Hunter Biden, <laughs> then security apparently really sucks around the president. And my brother Trey is right. We were talking about this earlier. If if you're the president of the United States and you have your your family there on a regular basis, whether it's your wife or your kid or whatever, you uh, you you're, well, at least six of your grandkids, right? You're gonna be a little worried about somebody dropping white powder in the West Wing. Why? Because it could be rice. And I said this yesterday. It Could be rice, and It could be all any manner of things, all manner of things. That's why they did this lockdown and uh and and until they determine what the stuff was and apparently it is it's been determined it is cocaine if if you were the president who actually gave a crap about your family and you knew this didn't come in uh via your son's spider-man backpack well i think you'd be you know kind of freaking worried about that (laughs) hey what's up with security here what's going on here but so far, I believe we have not heard anything from the president and the black lesbian who is, his, uh, who is his press secretary. All she's saying is, well, they're investigating it and there's a lot of people moving through that area. They, they don't seem all that alarmed. And you know why they don't seem all that alarmed? Because they know it's freaking Hunter's Cocaine. <laughs> they they already know that man They're, they it really just makes yeah i watch a lot of forensic files james don i watch a lot of forensic files baby okay it's hunter's coke man come on everybody knows it they they just they need this to go away he's the the culmination of his court stuff his legal stuff is coming to a head and now they got a bag of cocaine it's got to be one of you little people that brought it in here, and that's as far as it's going to go because they already know whose cocaine it is.
2: And it was in the West Wing.
1: It was in the West Wing, man. Uh, Kaylee McKennedy, and it's great hearing Dana Perino and McKennedy talk about this because they know they've been there. Okay, I've, I've been there. I've been there. I did a. Everybody did a, does a tour of DC when you're a kid in, in, in Maryland. You know, you're not just going to stumble in there with a bag of coke. It's hard to
2: get in. Uh... Tour of the West Wing. Well, the West Wing, yeah. I've been in the West Wing. I did get to do a tour when I was a little little kid in the 80s. Right. And it was because my dad knew someone who was on the cabinet for Reagan. Right. Everyone else, normal Joes, you, me, we have to go through our congressmen and get on a list. And then we only get to tour the East Wing.
1: Well, and, and, and tell, riddle me this. How is it, if this is possible, did the White House, in less secure times, get through the 70s and 80s without somebody leaving some cocaine behind? <laughs> so magically, in the year 2023, we got bags, we got dime bags showing up in the West Wing. And with the list... Come
2: on! There's already a list of who was touring the,
1: the whole they, week of the White House. They, there's already a list of that. I'm telling you, they knew in minutes. They knew within an hour whose coke it was. Come on, man. If security is that freaking lax at the White House, we got an issue, man.
3: You know. David Crosby's dead, so we know it's we not We know his. it's not Crosby. Yeah. Hunter
1: Thompson's dead. We know it's not him. Right. You know, Willie only carries weed.
3: <laughs> Same with Cheech and Chong. We know it's not them. Well,
1: I mean, you know, it's, we, we, everybody knows who they. He Hunter was there on Friday before they went to Camp David, man. Yeah, this, it was
3: his weekend stash. This leaves Gary Busey. <laughs> we have to find where Gary Busey. Bam Poor Margera. Gary Busey. It was
1: Bam Margera Bam. Uh, accidentally yeah. left yeah. some coke there oh, on a God. recent visit. Yeah. Come on, we're not that stupid, man. If 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 it's truly if they knew it wasn't Hunter. They'd be front and center going, this is a real big concern, man. Somebody brought a white powder into the White House. We got. We are We are on lockdown. Uh, Secret Service is, is looking over every inch. of. I mean, there'd be a different explanation other than, well, a lot of tourists move through there. Right. I guess the odd coke head makes it into the West Wing. What do you want from me? I mean, that was almost our attitude yesterday.
3: But the thing that, you silly people bringing this up. The thing that got me was, you know, I know that there's a lot of staff. In and out of that right. the, of the White House, and it's never been a problem. And then all of a sudden, you have Hunter Biden hanging out. <laughs> on, man. It's, just, it's it's his. Code, and then this man. pops. This just kind of shows up. The, it's his.
1: Everybody knows you know? it, man. I think even he, some of these propagandists in the elite media who are there in the press room are even like at this point, you know, reaching their saturation point
3: with this yeah. crap. Because anybody new to the game of snorting cocaine. <laughs> it got to be a little more careful. <laughs> You're not going to want... Oh, I
1: better take my cocaine with me on the White House tour so I can slip off to the bathroom. You know, come on, man. It ain't Studio 54, not yet. It's closely uh, arriving uh, at that place. Yeah, they're working on it. With the naked trannies, and now Coke. They've got the velvet rope all set up. Velvet ropes. You know, they need to find a sex room. I bet there's a sex room somewhere in there with, like, you know, handcuffs and... Riding crops and stuff, man. Yeah, all of a sudden, mouth balls. You know, whatever they call those things. God, what do they call those balls that they put in guys? gag, gag ball, ball gag. Whatever the hell it is. It's not my hobby, so I don't know the terminology. You know, I really sure don't. It's not. No. I, uh, all of a sudden, I, you never, run I, for no, no, I never went for pain. Okay, that <laughs> was never. It was, I never wanted to be physically injured uh, on a romantic outing. So no, that ain't me. <laughs> I got beaten up enough, you know, for other reasons, okay? <laughs> I got slapped around enough just for being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to add, you know, the bondage crap on right. top of it. You weren't
3: volunteering for it. It just got to happen.
1: All right, an opera singer wanted me to spank her once, and I said, no, that's weird, and walked out. Okay, there you go. So that's the extent of my that thing, okay? I'm just yeah. saying, would it shock you at this point if there were a sex room somewhere in the White House? Not at all. You know, maybe they refurbished the Situation Room and made it a different kind of situation. I'm just you saying. Know,
3: we've all heard that Abe Lincoln was kind of a weirdo, so <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Abe hey, Lincoln.
1: <laughs> no, that's so wrong. <laughs> Roosevelt, maybe. Bully. Which one, Teddy or FDR? Bully. Hit me again. I've been a bad boy. Yeah, all right. I'd say Teddy. All right, I'm just saying. Okay, it's Hunter's Coke okay, and we all know it's man. Uh a quick call. Here's Jim. Jim, how are you? Jim.
4: Hey hey, hey
5: kid. Hey. Hey, uh, this is this is all a political strategy. I concur. See, they they already got the uh the uh, trans. They they got the shoplivers and shoplifters in, uh, shop in California. They got their criminals are getting left out uh, early. And now they got all the druggies <laughs> inhabiting the White House.
6: <laughs> inhabiting uh, the White House.
5: Hey, let's uh, find and now, whatever remnants of the Manson they,
1: family are still around and give them cabinet positions. Now they have all these votes and they're trying to beat Trump. Well, they're not, finding, let it, you know, Hunter dropping his bag, his, his weekend stash of Coke in the West Wing is probably not the way to go about it. 210 It's Sean on News Talk 550
0: KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's Hunter's Coke, Okay. Allegedly. And apparently I've already disgusted a listener. A listener called up uh, our intrepid, my intrepid producer, uh, James Trevino, and he didn't want to go on the air, but he said I was disgusting and he doesn't know how I get on the air. And his name is Ruben. He he seemed baffled. Well, no, he's not. Ruben, if it's who I'm thinking of, he's been listening to me for 12 years. Mm -hmm. He hates all of us. And yet he listens every single day.
3: This is the guy that calls us racist all the time. I believe
1: yeah. so. Yes, he, right. he's he's racist. Yeah, he's probably a black guy, you know. And uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just feeding into his, you know, his idea of what I. Right. He already thinks I'm a racist, so I might as well be one, man. Yeah, it, boy, those Mexicans, be, boy. Oh, I hate them too. Huh? He,
3: he could be the guy that started that whole thing. Remember when we used to go on the air and we would call each other racist because. Yeah this guy would call us a oh right guy. right hey, yeah that's reuben right. yeah that was him
1: yeah he's a masochist he listens to something he hates every single day and then every time he calls he acts like he just stumbled and hit his head and accidentally was listening to us but he's right. you're out there right now aren't you reuben you're out there right
2: now he didn't sound asian
1: i don't know yeah because i can't stand them either right. no uh y- y- reuben you're 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 that you're out there listening right now aren't you because because you, you live in with your mom, and uh, you just rolled out of bed, and uh, you know you 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 got a long day of uh, sitting around doing nothing but listening to me, and he's he's disgusted. He thinks I'm disgusting. Yeah. He's he thinks I'm just awful, and he's listening right now, mm-hmm. and he's going to tell all his D and D playing friends. That he you know that he told the evil talk show guy that he's he's disgusting.
2: You assume he has friends.
1: Well, that's my first that's mistake. A right. right there, probably spends a lot of time alone, and eating uh, nutter butters. You know that his mom provides for him. On a hot plate. pockets. Puts them, on a Puts them on a plate. Puts them on a plate. Nutter butters in a hot pocket. Is that what you're having for breakfast there, Ruben?
3: And arranges them in a pattern.
1: Does your that's... mom give you an allowance? What? <laughs> you're forty, dude. Anyway, uh... he's wondering how you get on the air. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's as mystifying yeah. to me well, as it we, is everybody else. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Here's here's the best answer. It starts every Monday through Friday <laughs> with a drive down New Gilbo Road.
1: That's right. Right. Because
3: I am New Gilbo.
1: I'm the king of New Gilbo Road, pal. He is New Gilbo chic. That's right. Okay. It's you a went...
3: slow drive. It's, <laughs> it is.
1: It's not a thrilling <laughs> exciting part of town but it's with my a, part
3: of town with selena or crowded house blasting at an ear splitting <laughs> volume that's me that's how i roll yeah. through my hood
1: man i'm gonna blast some cindy lopper i'm gonna be representing man Ed. when i roll down new gilbo man i play my cindy lopper man Ed. i'm representing uh Ruben.
3: <laughs> At about the halfway hey point, he stops to wonder, "Did I put on deodorant today? Did
1: I put on my Men and Speed stick?" Hey, Reuben, it was Hunter's Coke. Okay, it was Hunter's Coke. All right, there you go. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Thanks for listening, pal, and supporting us every single day of your life at KTSA. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Your smart speakers are only smart because they listen to KTSA. In the car, at work, at home. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah,
1: man. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's 938. I'm Sean your weird uncle sean this is uh, my dumb little show and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555 210-599-5555 um, yeah, i didn't spend a lot of time on this story yesterday i just kind of ran out of time and uh, i hadn't really spent a lot of time thinking about it either because you know what i don't eat freaking ben and jerry's ice cream i haven't for a long time uh, I used to, and I, and in full disclosure, I went through a period of time where I was actually paying the, I don't know, five bucks or whatever the hell it is for the odd pint of fish food. Cause I thought I had a, I, I liked the little fish candies and way back in the day. And I'm talking like the freaking early nineties, I think, or late eighties. Uh, I, I would dig the coffee Heath bar crunch. I'd eat that. But at some point, I realized I was being taken for a ride because it's very expensive ice cream. It was then; it is now, and it ain't that great. You can get the same quality with a Blue Bell, or I, I get the I don't know what's the H E B brand. Great, I can't. I don't even know what it is, but I get the H E B brand of ice cream. Because now, at the age of fifty-five, I don't want a pint of ice cream. I want a freaking half gallon. Okay, I want more ice cream, man. I like. I love ice cream. But I also, at some point, just got sick and tired of Ben and Jerry's crap because, you know, they're a couple of fat hippies from the 60s who never made it out of 1968. You know, they're still living that dream. And uh, they can't shut up about their politics. That's virtue signaling. And you should buy our ice cream because if you eat this freaking ice cream, we'll save the rainforest. I mean, it's Ben and Jerry's. You know the track record. They've been at this for a long time. And you know what? And Don Morgan says this on a regular basis, and he's absolutely right. Here's what Ben and Jerry want to do. They want to sell more ice cream. And if they can convince stupid people that by buying their overpriced ice cream, they're somehow making it a better world, or they're taking a stand for something... Well, then they'll do it because basically they just want to separate you from your freaking money by selling you substandard ice cream. that's probably made by uh, Vietnamese nine-year-olds in a plant uh, that is uh, on, uh, I think, Mohican ground. Mohican and Abenaki, if I'm saying that correctly. And the latest uh, salvo, and remember, Trey brought this up, and I'd forgotten about this, uh, I don't know, about a year ago. Remember, they took a stand against Israel. You know, they won't sell Ben and Jerry's ice cream in Israel because they're such meanie heads to those Palestinians. Uh, And I didn't really give a crap because, again, I haven't bought a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream in forever. I can't remember the last time I ate that crap. And now the latest thing over the 4th of July is on the 4th of July, of course. Now, again, remember, this is really about to make, about making money and selling ice cream. Uh, they have billboards and on their Twitter account, Twitter account. This 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Just give it back. Uh, and then they go on. Uh, that was a billboard on social media. Ah, the 4th of July. Who doesn't love a good parade, some tasty barbecue, and a stirring fireworks display? The only problem with all that, though, is that it can distract from an essential truth about this nation's birth. The U.S. was founded on stolen indigenous land. Uh, and we need to give back Mount Rushmore, apparently. We need to give Mount Rushmore to the engines. Blah, blah, stinking blah. The only problem is that now we live in a marketplace dominated by people reacting to woke politics. And whereas maybe 10 years ago, uh, fat-ass Ben and Jerry, fat-ass rich corporate Ben and Jerry, uh, you know, slid their political BS uh, across the uh, kitchen table there. Nobody gave a crap. But now we live in the era of Dylan Mulvaney and and Bud Light right we're we're now in that moment where people are just saturated they they've reached uh you know the 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 extreme point of of preaching to people and talking down to people and you you silly peasants and you thugs and you Neanderthals you need to buy our ice cream so we can feel bad about Indians. And it's all a bunch of bull crap. It, it really, it's it's just about selling ice cream. It's about selling ice cream. But here's the dealio: we are in the moment uh where people react, and you know what? They're going to go Bud Light on you, Ben and Jerry. They're going to go Bud Light on you. And you know what? People who don't even give a crap about about Bud Light will not drink Bud Light now, because they're making a statement. Because they're sick and tired of people like you running your mouths and yet making crap loads of money off this country that you say is so freaking racist and evil. Who are the loudest voices in this country when it comes to how much America sucks? Wow, rich celebrities, corporate people, corporate greed heads, as Hunter Thompson used to call them, and, uh, you know, filthy, stinking rich politicians, uh, public servants. And people are sick of it. I'm sick of it. No, I, it's not going to be that tough of a boycott for me because I don't eat the crap. I refuse to pay $6 for a freaking pint of, uh, pint of freaking ice cream. And I don't like fat hippies also. I, 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 I said this yesterday. The most annoying people on the planet, sorry, apart from your odd shrill tranny, are fat-ass hippies who can't get over the 60s. Oh, God in their tie-dye shirts, you know, stinking of pot and patchouli. And the thing is, guys like Ben and Jerry's like to to parade themselves about like they're these big activist guys. And they are more corporate than you could even possibly imagine. They, They are all about making the money. They're all about the bottom line. And this crap, for stupid people, you know, sells them more ice cream. But I think a lot of people are now pointedly not going to buy Ben and Jerry's for stuff like this. Because people are going to make a statement. So, good luck selling <laughs> your crappy overpriced ice cream in any place other than Vermont. Very quickly, here's Mike. Mike, how are you? Mike.
4: Yeah, how you doing? Uh, hey. Oh, hey, hey Mike. Listening. How you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah, you know I got a comment about uh, about this uh, Hunter Biden, but I want to make one quick comment to that to that loser, uh, Ruben. Hey, Reuben, you you say you don't like? Hey, can you hear me, Sean? Yeah, I got you. I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I want to make a I want to say something about Hunter, but I want to make a quick comment about that loser, Ruben. Hey, Reuben, you you say you say you don't like listening to Sean's show, my man? Well, there's there's something called an on and off switch on your radio. Try hitting that switch, and guess what? You won't hit Sean no more. You loser! And go ahead and try to find you a job instead of listening to Sean's show. That might help you out a little bit, my man. Now let's go on. Let's, let's get on to the uh, to uh, Hunter Biden. Yeah. You know something, Sean? They, if, if if Hunter Biden continues going to the going going to the White House, we're gonna have to change the name of that White House to the Crack House because <laughs> Hunter Biden. This guy here is the most. He is he is the most classless individual probably has ever stepped foot in the White House. Did you see that video? This man not only disrespected his he, he re- disrespected his old family. He has his girlfriend or wife or somebody with his kids in his arms. And Joe Biden and Joe Biden are standing there, and this guy had the nerve to take a sniff of cocaine in front of in front of the whole world, and, uh, and, and didn't respect even his own family. This guy is a classless bum, a loser, and he, like I said before, he's an embarrassment to America. And the only thing I can say to Hunter Biden is, get you some help, my man. If you're, a, he's a, he's definitely a junkie, and they're gonna try to cover it up. But I, you, you and I know both know, Sean that Hunter Biden is a junkie and he's a cocaine addict, and I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thank
1: you, Mike. It's always a pleasure, man. You rock. Thanks, man. Be safe out there on the highway. 210-599-5555.
0: San Antonio's talk station.
6: People voice their opinions. You talk.
0: We listen. listen News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, Newston 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm
1: Sean. Hi. How are you? And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm retreading a few stories from yesterday, but there's a couple of them that I really just kind of glossed over and didn't think too deeply about. And, and we're going to get into this thing uh, about the uh, the DoorDash guy. I want to talk a little deeper about that at 10.05 uh, in regards to tipping. Because I, I I I just gave the story a cursory glance yesterday. I didn't realize the guy had actually said like blank you to the person, and that he said I I thought she gave him a, a five dollar tip, and then afterwards he made a stupid TikTok video complaining about which you see a lot. But apparently, and I didn't realize this yesterday, this was captured on her ring camera, and and he was saying this crap to her face. So I want to get into that a little bit at ten o five. But you know the other thing, uh, as far as the you know, our, continuing our discussion about the skeeziness of those uh, Delaware rednecks, the Bidens. You know the thing with the granddaughter is where uh, Jean Kareem, whatever the hell, her the black lesbian press secretary. Okay, I, I I put the black lesbian out there front and center because that's what she admires the most about herself, because she's historical. She's history in the making. She farts, and somebody writes a history book. But the thing with a grandkid, uh, you know, it's she's a- the press secretary's asked about this uh, Jean Pierre, and, and she responds, "I don't have anything to share from here," because she apparently it's alleged she and uh, the rest of the Biden staff have been instructed to go with the reality, the Orwellian reality, that Joe Biden only has six grandkids. Now, I I, I know, you and I both know what's at play here. The kid drops their property values. I'm sure they think the stripper chick just got involved with Hunter to have a baby, and then the kid could be rich and famous or whatever the hell. I don't know. As far as I could tell, the 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 mom hasn't gone after anything for anything other than what she's owed through child support. And she originally wanted the Biden name, but she's, she's not getting that. But it is a window into the collective soul of who these people are. Uh, it, 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 he, it, Whatever damage befalls this little girl, and I, Trey showed me a picture earlier. I'd, I'd never seen her a picture of her. She's adorable. She's a little cutie. The the psychological and emotional damage that this kid is going to have to wear on her shoulders for the rest of her life, being the uh, unofficial and ignored granddaughter of a president of the United States of America, who knows? But there will be some kind of damage. There will be some kind of emotional trauma as a result of that. And they don't care. <laughs> they They don't. They don't. They're sitting there with their big smiles on their faces, and he wraps his arms around all his other grandkids and makes a big stupid show of it. And he's crazy about his six grandkids. And his own dad doesn't want to, or her own dad acts like he doesn't want her to exist. And they don't care. The kid didn't do nothing except get born. If you if you hate the mom, you hate the mom. You think the mom's an operator or whatever. That's fine. But the little girl didn't do anything to you. But it doesn't matter. They're Bidens, and you know what? They're freaking trash. They're a walking, talking Maury Povich show. And if they made less money and were less powerful, you you wouldn't let your kids play over at their house, okay? The president, and and I forgot about this quote again. Trey brought this up earlier. These were the people who were going to bring decency back to the White House. And the president's son, uh, you know, uh, slept with his dead brother's wife, screwed around with a prostitute while probably doing blow off her butt, you know, and, and produces a child that now they act like she doesn't freaking exist. Because again, she drops their property values a bit. They're, they're not just horrible people, they're trash. The The leader of the free world is a piece of garbage. You getting this, Ruben? They're trash. They're low-class people. All right? I don't know how else you put it. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, uh, it's a shame Jerry Springer uh, passed because, baby, he could have won a couple of television awards for doing a documentary on the trashiness of the freaking Bidens. They're disgusting. Anyway, more happy stuff when we get back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back
1: five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And I uh, I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this story uh, yesterday, but I didn't really, since I hadn't really gotten that deep into it, it wasn't until I was talking with my wife about this last night. That I realized this DoorDash guy that was fired um was talking directly to a to a customer. And I actually heard Jack talking about it last night, too. It's a DoorDash guy, he's delivering a twenty dollar pizza. And uh I guess this is uh if I'm getting this correctly, the guy is <laughs> this is all captured on the ring camera, right? So he he's there and he she's dropping off a twenty dollar pizza, and I actually watched the video. Right. She gives him. She already put a five dollar tip, I guess, in the purchase, mm-hmm. and he says it's a nice house for a five dollar tip, meaning you know, hey, hey, where's hey man? How about a little more? You know, or this yeah. is not enough. And I watched the video, and she kind of <laughs> thank you very much, you know, and kind of right. does that, and then he says blank you yeah. Which yeah, that'll get your ass fired pretty much sure. in most places. I
3: think deservedly so. Des-
1: deservedly so, and I and I and the tipping thing is a really big topic these days because I think we've all figured out or observed that you're being asked for tips in situations you were never asked for tips before. Right. Like we we live in the era of counter tipping, where yeah, the right. the register dude wants a tip just for working the register or handing you your crap, and I don't tip at that point. I, I don't I don't counter tip. Now, well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. First off, okay, so that guy was fired, and I was. You know, I used to be in the pizza delivery business. I used to I worked for Pizza Hut for three years. And my, my I did have the thought that, and I'm going to be totally honest with you, on, on people getting pizza delivered. When I worked at Pizza Hut, I will tell you this, the worst people to deal with were the people in the better neighborhoods. Because they were always angling for free pizza. <laughs> Yeah. They were just constantly angling. I mean, you we knew the people when they called. This is before mm-hmm. you know you had all the fancy phones and crap. And it's like, oh, this person are gonna complain about their order to get a free pizza. People will lie their you just heard a report on lying. Yeah. People will lie their ass off to get a free pizza. I'm just telling I'm giving you the perspective from the other side.
3: No, I, to- I so I, I totally agree with this guy.
1: For all we know, maybe he had been driving all day and been getting crummy yeah. tips all day, or you know, people get, giving him attitude. And the one time where he loses his s a little bit is the one time that ends up on a camera.
3: I don't know. Or he's an entitled little brat. Or he's an entitled which, little brat he that he doesn't look deserve like a damn he, thing. He, he yeah. looked like one to me. Right.
1: So I, that's <laughs> kind of the sense I got too. Yeah. All right. But let's let's talk about the tipping thing you know I, I think what's happened is it's it's really become an expectation mm-hmm. which it never should be right. you should I lived on tips for you know at the time I was doing this for I was working on a radio station on the weekends and doing fill-in and doing the Pizza Hut thing during the week I didn't d- deliver but I lived on tips I was a day I was a the waiter I lived on tips and some nights you do well some nights you don't the minute you start to expect it, and I think that's what's happened. Because people complain all the time. Well, I work at a restaurant. I'm, I only make tips. They give me a crappy wage. Yes, that, that that's the deal you signed up for. Right. You wanted to go work for a restaurant, so you're going to get a crummy hourly salary. And the idea is that you'll work your ass off and get some tips. And I know a lot of people who who live off of tips, and they do quite well, man. I mean, yeah. depending on how good a server they are.
3: Well, there's the there's the key phrase right there. It depends on how good of a server you are. If you put some effort forward, right. I just some basic effort. I think most people tip will tip pretty good. If they if the customer likes you, yeah, you know they will probably tip you more. And it's not always the the a case of getting the food out to them as quick as possible it's just displaying a positive attitude and being a likable individual. If that's the case, then they'll probably give you a better tip. Right. It, it, I think a lot of it is just being attentive. You yeah, know, what I
1: mean, trying, I know it's difficult because man, being a waiter is not easy, especially when you're getting your ass kicked yeah. with a with a full dining room. Right. But just, you know, hey, do you need some more water? Or hey, you know, can I bring you some more of this? I mean, that kind of thing. For my wife especially, that goes a long way. She's sure. big on customer service. Mm-hmm. And I tend to tip heavily. If I'm happy with the way things are going, because I've done it for a living. So I, you know, people who've done it for a living, I think, tend to be that way. Now, if you suck (laughs) or if you're a jerk and I want to bring James into this, too, because you're a big restaurant guy. You do a lot of tipping. You know, if you're if you put forward even the most basic effort to take care of me and whoever I'm sitting with, Mm -hmm. you'll probably get a decent tip from me.
2: Yep. Um, yeah. It's not I, that deep. When I took my niece for her graduation to go in into high school. Right. Uh, we got the bill, and I thought i tip. And she was like, yeah. And I said, well, what do you think's appropriate? And she was like, I don't know. And I said, 20% is very right. fair if they do good service. In
1: most situations, 20 is the standard.
2: And if they're better, then give them 30%. Right. But I'm not going to be tipping over 30% for anything. <laughs>
1: There's there's no I, need. I there is no need. I will because I again I I remember how happy I would be when I'd get somebody leave me a really big tip. And so I'll 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 be pretty generous with with the tipping. But there are situations where, no, I, I don't put money in the freaking jar next to the cash register. Or when they turn I just the don't.
2: iPad around.
1: Yeah, I And don't that know. already has
2: the tip amounts on there. No. I hit no, <laughs> and I look them in the eye when I hit no. Yeah,
1: no, no, you're not getting a tip. No, I don't. Not, the, the only place, and like drive-through windows, I don't tip drive. There's only one place on God's green earth that I tip at the drive through and that's Jalisco's the taqueria just down the street from me because I all <laughs> I always order the shrimp ranchero shrimps ranchero plate as I say and that takes a little longer and especially if they pull the little tails off for me yeah, they'll get a decent tip at the that, that I will tip for that because I got to sit there forever mm-hmm. I know it takes a while to make the plate cuz I get the plate but beyond that, no, I don't tip at the freaking drive-through. I don't tip at the register. If you're some snot, s- snot-nosed socialist barista, you know, I'm not going to tip you for sliding something across the counter to me. Right. Or sliding my $9 chai to me, you know, no, that's not going to happen.
2: Right. What about uh, your leftover change? Like, say you get like 85 cents back in change and they have a tip jar. I always like, yeah, I don't want the change in my pocket
1: here. Boom. I yeah. will very often, yeah, but... Yeah, it's going to
3: end up in the lint trap on my dryer anyways. <laughs> right? so. I
1: don't use, I rarely use cash, yeah. and the only place I ever use cash was in fact the liquor store, and since I don't go <laughs> there very often anymore why does I almost always surprise had me? cash at the liquor store <laughs> because you
3: didn't want Syria to see where you and were so selling I client. would they get all the
1: change <laughs> you know I, the liquor store down the street from me probably owes me a case of booze from all the free you know the change I gave them but right. I I don't obviously I don't do that anymore so right. but I never carry cash I never have cash anymore so I you know it's always on the card but yeah goes look at a tip for from me when I get the shrimp Ranchero, but, you know, I I, that, because that, there's two things I don't like, okay, in a retail situation. I don't like the freaking tip jar right next to the cash register, Mm -hmm. okay? Right. And don't try to shame me into making a donation to a charity. That I can't stand either. Yeah. Like, when you're coming up there, you know, like at the Walgreens, it happens a lot. I'm going to the Walgreens to buy, you know, a stack of blank CDs, because I'm the only human being left on planet Earth that burns CDs. Yeah. Walgreens are the only people that sell them and i go up there to buy my cds would you like to donate a dollar to starving children okay it's just a dollar for starving children and the, the the idea is that you look like a jerk if you say no i hate starving children you know so i don't like to i don't like people trying to charity shame me mm-hmm. at the at the cash register right. i don't Besides, do that
3: you do that everybody goes in there and makes a donation who gets all the credit you don't get the credit. I don't get no damn credit right. for my damn dollar. However, the the, the the business you've you've gone to and give you know made that contribution to, oh God, they're saving the world. Well, oh, man, they hit me up for two bucks. And they have little <laughs> contests, but they have
1: contests for the employees, whoever yeah. gets the most donations on their time on the register, they get a I don't know, they get something.
3: They get a pizza party and they give the delivery driver a lousy tip. It's like yeah, right. <laughs> They aren't all right, They screw yeah, over the pizza
1: guy, delivery. They screw over the guy from Domino's. Yeah, it's a circle after of. After they life get a bonus it. for all the starving children they help feed. Yeah, and I, it's like when I go to a convenience store. Don't I? I'm not going to buy a handprint from you for a kid so you can hang on the wall. I, I'm not going to. No, you're not. I'm not doing that. When I was a convenience store clerk, I didn't do that at all. No? I guess that made me a crappy employee. Sean, could you uh, try to sell these little things we tape on the wall to help starving children? Sure. And I'd never mention it again. You know, I, I did because to me it's
3: a hassle. You know, see, I will do that for one reason and one reason What's only. That? Because I like to put those fake names on there. <laughs> C. Manson. <you> yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that. Amanda hug and kiss. You know, things. <laughs> Manda Hug and Kiss IP Daily. You know anything like that that I can do I just about. sign him Caligula just to see you know, just
1: see what people think. Yeah. <laughs> Put some, e Caligula. Some awful <laughs> for name. Emperor. Some yeah.
3: awful name from history. Pol Pot, something like that. <laughs> J
1: Dahmer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, All right. So anyway,
3: well you know, I uh, this may surprise you, but yeah. I've never had a job Outside of this, for other than this one summer, I worked for Domino's Pizza. That was it. uh, Wow, a few times a week, and this I was twenty, I think. Wow, it was just some weekend thing that. But that's great. That's great. I I think at that time I did it because I thought I needed it. Right. You know, I'd been in radio for about four years at that point. (laughs) Because you got in when you were, like, I was 16, so other than when I worked for my dad as a younger teenager, I'd never had a, quote, real job before. Right. And someone suggested to me, you know, for a young guy at 1920, you're awful jaded. Perhaps (laughs) you should... Check, take a step you know, in the real world. See for how a it bit. is for a real person, and get you know. I'm like, all right. I'm willing to give it a shot. You know, right? I, I, I but back then, you know, it, you would go and it was everything was cash back then because this is thirty sure. five. So years you had to ago. be able to count change, uh, you know, and you'd go in, and a lot of times, you know, the order would be everything was going to be based on twenty dollars back then. And, sure. And so you'd go and it would be you know nineteen dollars and whatever, and they would say count up the change. Keep. They would say keep the change, and that's your tip. Oh, right <laughs> so, oh thanks for the three yeah, cents I appreciate that forty eight cents you know but the, that'll the, go a long way but what I've figured out is okay, if that's how it's going to be, then I just have to go a little faster and get as many of these <laughs> in as I possibly <laughs> then you start can. to compete then the I start to then you start to run you know
1: i I am very thankful. i've had a lot of retail gigs i you know over the years i i you know and i i'm I'm glad that I had that experience yeah. You know, I'm not. When I say I've worked in six gas stations, I'm not kidding. I've worked in six gas stations, a Pizza Hut. I was a telemarketer for a while. Mm-hmm. I worked for a temp agency in Delaware, and that'll make you want to swallow your own eyes. You know, I mean, I, I, but it gives you perspective. Right. You know, that's why every no, damn does. day on the radio is a uh, is Christmas moaning for me, man, Oh, It really does. And even having though, a real
3: job sucks. <laughs> even though it was thirty five years ago for me, it was something I never forgot. Right. Oh. You know, I I really had to hustle.
1: Well yeah, you know? and you know, I mean I, I I did the last retail gig I had was when I was in Colorado in my forties. And it, it it talk about a, a slice of humble pie when the the guy who's Mountain Dew you're refilling Realizes you're the dude on Saturday nights on KOA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gain a little bit of humility and, sure. and respect for for people who. Definitely. And I'm not diminishing people in retail. You work your asses off, you know, and uh, because uh, you know,
3: to, in, and to those people in retail, keep this in mind. Don't belittle what you're doing because there are people like me i don't know how to operate a cash register <laughs> i wouldn't about, have any idea how to do any of that stuff. well so. there's a lot of corollary
1: actually between radio people and retail because we all work holidays you know yeah, that's <laughs> true. the old days yeah. i gotta take a break 210-599-5555 how you feel about tipping it's sean on Newstalk 550 ktsa
0: coming up more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings this is the sean rima show San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're
1: back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Let's go to the phones talking about tipping, talking about this DoorDash guy that thought a $5 tip on a $20 pizza was not enough. What do you think? Here's Steve. Steve, what's on your brain?
5: Hey, good morning, Sean. Hey. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, me and my wife were over in San Francisco. And we were a party of six at a table in this restaurant, right? and there was a party of uh, probably 10 next to us, and they had their meal, wine, champagne, cake, everything, and a uh, nice bunch of kids. And uh, they signed their tab and left, and my wife was a little curious. She walked over and looked at their tab <laughs> and came back to our table and said, hey, their bill was 1200 They left an $800 tip damn and we called bs on her so we sent her back (laughs) and this time she picked the tab up and looked at it and came back to the table and she said that's exactly what it is 1200 and an 800 hundred dollar tip
1: that's pretty good (laughs) i would think you know i mean uh right because uh well hell that's a little more than half isn't it my math is correctly is correct They did not encourage me to
5: leave that big a tip. Well,
1: yeah, well, (laughs) yeah. I think my wife, on occasion, has like gone back and grabbed some back. (laughs) I gotta go, man. (laughs) Oh hell, no! She wasn't. My wife. I tell you what, you don't want to give my wife bad service. She she don't like that, man. She reacts poorly to that sort of thing.
2: Well, have you heard about people doing the gifting tipping, where they all plan to go eat at a restaurant and everyone brings like an extra. Uh, Fifty bucks, oh. and they pull it together and drop a big fat tip for one waiter.
1: No, I that's only go out it, with my wife and my kids. That's so what I don't... it sounded like to me. Right? That's a yeah. They probably all chipped in. It was Chris. Chris, how are you? Hey, hey. enjoying the
7: topic. It's uh, certainly yeah, a touch of nerve. On the one hand, I worked in the restaurant as a waiter for right. six years or so, but you're right. This. Expecting a tip at every place you go. The worst is that one of these self serve soft ice cream <laughs> yogurt stores. Do they have tip jars the there? You well you you dispense the ice the ice cream. You put your toppings on. You set it up on the scale. The clerk punches the button. You turn around and it asks for a tip.
1: And you do I all the 90, work
7: yourself. I did ninety nine percent of the work. Oh no. Then, no, uh-uh. like, I ain't no, tipping Jack no. at that
1: point, man. And no,
7: it's just crazy. If and I, and I gotta I, do I it, you ain't. It.
1: If I gotta do it, you ain't getting the damn tip, man. You give me a tip. <laughs>
7: I did all the work. Oh, uh, and and uh-huh. I agree. The, the the charity ones just drive me crazy. I never yeah,
1: no, because yes. they're trying to shit. really. There is an obviously by having it pop up there at the cash register, they're trying to. Well, people are looking at me. I better do it. You know. Anyway, all right, Chris, thanks for the call. Let's go to Ted. Ted, how are you? Hey, Sean. Hey. hey disregarding,
7: disregarding the, uh, oh, I don't know, spectacular opulence of that porch that the uh, DoorDash guy was on, I couldn't <laughs> really tell how, how great the house was, but it looked pretty nice. And, and, you know, but I was thinking that the way I do this, and I don't do DoorDash, I do, like, Favor, I do, you know, HEB delivery, right. you know, or, or HEB uh, pickup and stuff like that, and... The thing about the like the Door and the Uber Eats is like I would never order twenty dollars worth of food and then tip a guy five dollars who's driven. You know I I know where the restaurants are right. The guy he's got to pay for his, he's got to pay for his car. He's got to pay for the gas. He's he's actually your server right? The, the restaurant's getting the delivery fee. He's getting a little chunk of that just like waiters do, uh, and so. For twenty bucks, I'm probably going to give a guy ten bucks because I'm. And again, this I know the lady in this TikTok or this video was supposedly had, was recuperating from something, whatever. No, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about me, Ted. If I'm going to order twenty bucks worth of stuff, I'm going to give somebody a ten dollars tip. That's just the way I roll. And I've never been in the service industry. Like
1: that. Just, I you yeah I I I'm not going to tip somebody half of what I'm paying for what I'm getting. <laughs> that I, I I draw the line there. I get what you're saying, but my wife brought this point up yesterday because again we were talking about it. You know, in our neighborhood, we got a Domino. We got dominoes right there. We got everybody that would deliver to us is like right down the street. They could, you know, at a at a, a, a quick jog, they could walk to our place and drop the the crab off. So I, you yeah. know, and I, I got to run I'm out of time. But I, I, I no, I don't do the, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tip you half of what I'm getting. You know, these people also chose to do this for a living. There, that's, that's another thing that's been lost in the employee-employer relationship is this idea that people deserve something. And uh, uh, that's certainly not true. Uh, nobody deserves anything, least of all a tip. So, uh, you know, you, you got to show me that you care just a little bit. That's all. And I'll tip very well. I ain't going to tip half of what I'm getting, but I'll tip well. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Make your smart speaker smarter. Stream us. Okay,
1: getting smarter now.
0: This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM
7: 1071.
0: Yeah, we're back.
1: News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, I'm Sean. Got an ongoing topic concerning tipping, when to tip, when not to tip. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Also, our uh, intrepid uh, news director just uh, came by here, Christian Blood, and he said, Sean, what's that white powder on the board? I said, that's a BC powder, dude. I just, I got a headache. I'm in radio. I can't afford cocaine. What are you thinking? I'm kidding. 210-599-50. Well, I am kidding 210 i do not know what I mean by saying I'm kidding. Does that mean I can afford cocaine? No, I don't do cocaine, man. <laughs> like I said yesterday, if you want a really quick and easy way to ruin your life, absolutely, by all means, snort some coke, you know? Holy crap. It's Hunter's Coke. It's Hunter's Blow. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Let's go back to the phones. Here's Alex. Alex, how are you? Good day, brother. Hey, uh, man. What are you thinking?
8: Sure. I'm thinking about the whole tip thing, right? So, yeah. um, from past experiences, you know, I've acquired $5 tips to $50 tips simply by just communicating
6: clearly.
1: Yeah. It's not that you know, deep. It's
8: back, Yeah, man. And it's back to kind of what you need, not what you want. Right. Well, I mean, and so like,
1: no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
8: If I could share something just so you can carry on, I just want to share even the idea of the receipt, you know um the receipt I, I from what i've learned i mean the receipt came back from uh you paint a guy's fence he gives you a receipt and teaches you how to do electric electrical work so i mean ethics and moral is something that's you know to be held on to but i'm not sure
1: what we're care. talking about here what what do we i'm not what, sure what what do you mean by the receipts or are you all you mean when you when somebody does something for you in the old days they'd give you a receipt even though it's just some dude you know yeah,
8: you know, right. I'd say if okay. I fixed your fence, you'd show me how to do electrical work. So back to the needing and the wanting, the val the values have been lost. So it is a concern.
1: Right, right. Uh, well, I, I'd agree with that, and and certainly somebody who expects something yeah. is is not really uh <laughs> you know it, it, you're right. It, it, I don't know if it's if it rises to the level of a moral issue, but we certainly have this problem in our culture right now where people are more concerned with what they convince themselves they deserve or what they're mm-hmm. told they deserve and so they begin to expect things like tips like this guy made a judgment call based upon the house that his tip should be bigger well right. she doesn't have to give yeah. you a damn tip at all dude right, right,
8: right. <laughs> nobody does exactly yeah. So back to the, you know everything starts in the home so the, the foundation you know he you know just foundation man so foundation and grounding you know, it yeah. functions everywhere, but we can only learn from the examples. So.
1: Right. I, I concur. Man, I appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to – yeah, conversely, I've had people who have done things for me just to be nice and didn't want anything in return. So, I mean, it, it, it. the most overused word in the English language right now in the United States of America is the word deserve. I call it the D word. Remember, your are Clint Eastwood. Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it, man. Here's Jeff. Jeff, how you doing?
6: Hey, pretty good, Sean. Uh, let me preface that. Normally, I tip 15 to 20%
1: when we go out, depending on the service.
6: Right. Well, years ago, my wife and I and two of the management of Luby's cafeterias were out partying. We stopped at the gyms over on Broadway in 410. Hmm. Uh, it was about 3.30 in the morning. There was nobody there but us. We walked in sat down. I noticed the waiter was overdrawn with somebody. He finally brought us our coffee, and we ordered eggs, and it took forever to get there. And by the mm. time they got there, they were cold. Mm. He never refilled coffee cups. Mm. So the check, and we got up. I left four cents on the table. <laughs> and I, I wanted him to know I didn't forget the tip. I uh, wanted him to know service he provided.
1: Right. He probably called you eight, every name in the book, man, When no, it went after you were gone.
6: Better than that. We paid our bill. We're walking out the door. He comes running after us. Now, bear in mind, two managers of Luby's Cafeteria are with us. He came running after you? And threw the four cents at us out the door. (laughs) Uh, I think he was unemployed before I got the engine started on my car.
1: Yeah, that's bad behavior on the part of an employee, man. he
6: got what he deserved.
1: Though. Right, right. Yeah, I and I appreciate the call, brother. Yeah, my again, you know, my wife's even worse than I. I'm I'm pretty pretty laid back. My, my wife, if she thinks you're giving her crappy service or you're not paying attention, uh yeah, you ain't you ain't getting no tip from her, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And, again, something, you know, I, and I understand, because uh, I've done it, I understand people live for the tips and they make their money off the tips. But the tips aren't a given. You, you do have to work a little bit for the tips. And the thing is, you really don't have to put that much effort out. The people I can't stand, the service pe- customer service people and, and servers that I can't stand, Are the people that act like you're not even there or you you ever uh, go to a place and uh, like a store and you're they're ringing you through and the person uh, at the cash register is like talking to somebody on their earbuds like you're not even freaking there. That stuff I can't stand. You don't have to do a whole hell of a lot to get me to tip well. Here's Kent. Kent, how are you? What's up, Sean? Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Not much, dude.
5: Hey, I, I drive a truck for a living, so I, I'm in restaurants all over the country. And and what aggravates me the most about
4: waitresses,
5: you know, say I sit down and eat lunch, and, and my bill is $8.50, right? Right. And I hand her a $20 bill, and she comes back with the change, and she hands me $11.50 uh, yeah. with $1 bills.
1: So you'll give her the bigger bill. That's an old trick, man.
5: No, 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 no. She brings it. She brings it. She brings it back all in once.
1: Right. So now you'll would,
5: yeah. If she would if she would have brought me two fives in a one, I probably would have left a five. But guess what, sweet cheeks? You're getting a dollar fifty because you brought me all these damn one dollar bills. You
1: call her sweet cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for the call, sweet Drink cheeks. Yes. Bye. Here's seventy eight cents, sweet cheeks. You'll pay your electric bill with that.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get technical with some of these pushy servers, right? Say I'm going to tip you twenty dollars, and I'm going to take twelve percent off of that because you're not going to go pay taxes on this twenty, <laughs> and I already paid taxes on this food, so now you're down to uh, sixteen dollars. <laughs> sixteen dollars. I think that's fair. I,
1: I, yeah, I, you know, if I, they're pushy. If they're, put, well, there's a fine, there, you can't be, you can overdo it as a server. And you can be pushy about things like tips and stuff. And, you know, and like the old trick of bringing back only certain bills so you'll get one of them. You know, we all kind of see through that. It's not that deep, man. Just do your, be, be happy. You know, not, not, you don't even have to be happy, man. In this world, all you got to do is put put forth just the slightest effort. <laughs> the standards of customer service in this country are in the freaking toilet, man. At this point, anybody who just acts like I'm there is probably going to get a tip from me at this point. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Got into a tipping vortex here, talking about tipping. Well, it's either talking about tipping or Hunter's Coke. And. It's his cocaine, man. They know it's his cocaine. They already know it's his coke. Come on. Okay, we're not your support base. We're not that stupid. Okay, we're not the Democratic. We're not the Democratic Party here. Okay, we're not that dumb. Oh, here's Rick. Rick, how are you? Rick. Hey. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? What are you thinking?
7: Well, first off, it's Hunter's coke. There's no question. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's a, that, that's a given. But talk about tipping here. Whenever I go through a drive through and I handle my credit card and they don't turn that little iPad or that pad around so I can say no tip, and they hit a button, pull my card out and give it to me, I always ask for a receipt. So this is a word of warning. If you don't ask for that receipt, don't be pissed or don't be upset when they charge you whatever tip <laughs> they want to give Wow. Me.
1: I've never had that. I mean, I—that's interesting. I, the like I said, I, I, I tip at the drive-through at Jalisco's simply because I order the shrimps rancheros. I call it the shrimps rancheros. It's, you know, but it, it's, it's a, it's a nine-dollar plate, and it takes them a while to make. So I got to sit there in the drive thru I guess I could just go in and make it a lot easier on everybody else, but I, I do it in the drive-through. And I will t- I I'll tip, tip them. I'll, I tip them a few bucks for that because they always pull the tails off the shrimp for me. So,
0: yeah, I always normally give people I 20% don't tip. But right, yeah,
7: just you got to be careful because um, I've had a few people just hit a button and hand me the card. Thankfully, they've actually hit no tip. But you know, you never know if they're going to hit twenty percent on your card. Most people don't get their receipts.
1: Most people don't so these don't days. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I rarely they get a have receipt. To throw them away. Yeah.
7: So that's just the word
1: of caution. Good point, man. Good public information there for the. It's good. It's a public service <laughs> announcement. Get that's the receipt. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, my wife gives me hell every time she's with me. That's why I go to Jalisco's alone. Because my old lady, she don't want me handing no chick running a register five dollars. But they're, they're very nice to me, and they pull the tails off the shrimps. And by the tails, I mean the shell of the tail. Because let me tell you something, when you get a fresh order of shrimp's ranchero, you know what they is? They's hot. And I tell you why you burn your damn fingers trying to peel the shrimp, the tails off the shrimp. So they always get the tails for me and I, I, I give them a little tip. They're my local neighborhood taqueria, man. And I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly.
2: But they, but you order it frequently.
1: I do. They, when I, every probably, time I go there, that's what I get.
2: And they probably know it's you, and they know yeah. this guy. Hey, pull
1: the tails off. I'm right? probably the only guy that does it. Nobody shut up. He gets us five dollars. <laughs> pull the tails off. Pull the tails off. Give him an empanada. Give him a free empanada. He tips. I get the empanadas. I, you know, we we with act but they're they're really good food. I like that Jalisco. They got really good food. But uh, beyond that, no. If I if I'm strolling into your place, you got a freaking tip jar next to the cash register. You'll stop. <laughs> just stop. Oh, did I mention it's Hunter's Coke? Yeah, I'm thinking it's Hunter's Coke. As I, just to kind of put the bow on this package here, as we wrap this gig for for another day. All right. It it can only be one of two realities. There's only one of two things that possibly could have happened, and that's either it's Hunter's Coke or somebody else brought that in there and this idea that it's somehow a freaking tourist doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. The only person coming in with Coke who is not Hunter Biden is somebody who is going to give Hunter Biden some Coke. So... We'll see how this, how cocaine gate, as it's now described, is going to play out over the next few days. I think they want this to go away as soon as possible. But again, even the media, even the propagandist media we have right now are in kind of a crummy spot because you really can't protect the Bidens on this one. There's really no good answer. Because if it's Hunter's Coke, that's really freaking bad. If it's somebody else's Coke and security is so freaking lax at the freaking White House that some dumbass can roll in there with a bag of Coke in his pocket and leave it in the West Wing, well, that's pretty bad, too. <laughs> There's no really good outcome for the Bidens on this one. So I'm, I'm, you know, Trey and I were talking about this earlier. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lay a bet on this thing, but I'll say I bet you by the end of tomorrow we find somebody, somebody comes forward that, uh, or they find, allegedly find somebody who for whom or whose Coke it was. They got to tie a goat to the stake for the T Rex, and it's going to be somebody who's, I I don't know. They're either going to pressure or pay off to take the fall because they got to make this go away. And the thing is, it's cocaine in the White House, so it's probably not going to go away anytime soon unless they offer somebody up. They got to do a burnt sacrifice on this thing, man. (laughs) They got to strap somebody to the altar on this one and let them go down. And it can't be Hunter Biden. So we'll see how that plays out over the next few days. Beyond that, wow, tomorrow's stinking Friday. God bless. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk.
0: Bye.